in person <laughs> we're gonna talk about our investments yeah primarily because i think like every time we post about money yeah on asian wonder woman people are like super interested <laughs> in this actually like why don't we start with like you made this super interesting post on the asian wonder woman facebook group about how much money do you need to like quit oh, you want to yeah. talk about it like, what made you post it yeah i think money is such a subjective thing right like people treat it very differently and there's a lot of like emotion involved in it so I think for me, I was like, I'm just curious to know what everyone's like threshold was to have before you quit your job. And so I posted the question around like, how much would it take for you to like quit your job and travel? So my answer was that I wanted $10,000 saved specifically for my travel fund, right? Not including like my retirement, my like cash, whatever investments. I just wanted $10,000 as a lump sum to like spend money on like food, traveling, whatever. And the answers varied. So I think, again, it's just like everyone's preference on yeah. like the amount of money and like the amount of like risk tolerance was it was like vastly different. Yeah. 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 Actually, like $10,000 was what I set for myself as well yeah. when I first started. It was like I thought that was enough because when I was backpacking, I met someone who said they were traveling off of $10,000 for a whole year. Yeah. And I think it's totally doable in like Thailand, etc., but I went to New Zealand oh, and yeah. bought like a camper van and then like decided to do wine tastings. Anyway, I was out of the $10,000 in like three months. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I have to go figure out how to live now. But I think that's like actually a good leeway into our topic today because a lot of it is actually like what you do with the rest of your money if you're not actively working and therefore like how can you make money work for you? And so we're here to talk about our investment <laughs> portfolios. We both made in Excel or like cool. you just noted them. Uh, I, know, I noted them yeah. on Google Sheets. You noted them on your notes app. Notes app. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. We decided that my investments are more alternative. So you can go first. Yeah. So I will say I'm more of the typical standard investor, I would say, compared to Ivy. Ivy has like a definitely more interesting investments. But I think for me, like obviously there's like the 401k, the standard American retirement account, which I've had since my first job at booking.com. Wait, I have a question yeah. about this yeah. because I just recently invested in Ocho Wealth. Have you heard of them? Oh, I have. Isn't it started by the guy from uh, Teachable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I invested in them angel-wise and they're yeah. specifically helping like freelancers yes. start their 401ks and like do investments and they have a lot of lessons in this space. Yeah. So my question is, did you stop investing in your 401k after you quit your jobs in the U.S.? So your 401k is only if you have like an employer, like an actual employer as a freelancer or like you're an entrepreneur, you can have a SEP IRA, which is like separate that you could put money into. And then you could have, again, what you mentioned, the like really? entrepreneur. Yes. SEP but you IRA. You can't have a 401k if you don't have an. You can have There's the one you can have the one, one that you mentioned. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's different. Ones. Yeah. So the 401k that I'm referring to is like the one that was given that was like through my employers. But the one that you're talking about with Ocho Wealth, that's a separate like entrepreneur. 401k. Yeah, There's an entrepreneur 401k. Yeah. And for those of you that aren't in the US, 401k is like your retirement account where you pay taxes on it first. And then no, you don't pay taxes on it. There's two separate kinds. Right. Yeah. So there's like a traditional one where it's like you put money into it and then you pay taxes like when you retire and you take the money out. And then there's like the IRA, which is you pay taxes up front. And then when you withdraw your money, you don't get taxed at all. So I put most of my money in like the one where like you don't pay taxes when you withdraw. Yeah. Okay. So you pay taxes now. Yeah. The IRA. Yeah. Yes. The IRA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I have that Wait, 401k. Why? Because... <laughs> 
I think, in my opinion, I'll be You'll making, be richer then. Yes, yeah. I think I'll be making shit ton, like a lot more money when I'm like 65. Like hopefully. Manifestation. Manifesting the shit. That's, that's the whole thing, yeah. And I don't like having money taken away like when I'm going to retire. So I might as well just do it now, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I have the 401k, cash on hand, obviously, in a high-yield saving account. I'm at 3.75 right now with Ali. Yeah. Yo, what let is your refer yeah. you to Wealthfront. Oh, I know it's like 4 point something, right? It's like 4.5%. Right? That's so annoying because they keep changing. So I had Wealthfront before, but then they dropped during like the recession. And then I pulled all my money out and I moved it to Ali. And then 4.5%. If I refer oh you, we both get 4.8%. 4.5 is really good. For six months. 4.8% for That's six really months. That's really good. Okay, me refer me. Damn it. <laughs> I, these, they need to stop changing their rates. Actually, like Apple started. I'll refer any of you guys. <laughs> oh to. We can, we can link share it. Link you it. Get it no, <laughs> link it. Just link it in the <laughs> podcast. Or, maybe. I don't know. You can link it in the yeah, YouTube. It, whatever. It. It's fine. We'll get 4.8% for six yeah. months. No, but Apple created a card or something, a banking account with uh, Goldman Sachs, and that's at 4.15. So it's lower, but still pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, Ali, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and then. Yes. And then I have like stock options, which is like basically I put money into like, you know, S&P 500, whatever. And that's mostly through like Robinhood and Fidelity. Wait, that's not stock options. Or like, that's sorry, stocks, 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 okay. stocks. Sorry. I'm like reading the wrong line. But yeah, that's where I invest mostly in like companies that I believe in. Preferably like, I think, I, I don't know if you know, but I like used to work in like the GPU space. So I'm like a What's GPU? graphic processing units. Okay. So it's like the chips Developer. that, yeah, it's like the chips that people use for, um, like high computing, like let's say gamers, they're like little chips. So I'm like a big proponent. I like believing in like AMD and like NVIDIA. So I invested a lot of them way back when. And then lastly, Fundrise. Fundrise, it's like you basically invest in REITs. So for context, like I don't own property and I honestly, I'm not sure if I ever will. Like I don't think I ever want to own my own like place because I just want the flexibility of like moving around. But right now, like REITs, they're basically like these like real real estate like companies. Yeah. Yeah, they're like there's a property and they yeah. broke it down to share. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so it's it like stocks before like a yeah. It can be a portfolio of real estate. Yeah. yeah. And these real estates can be like commercial, like actual homes or like restaurants, whatever. So yeah. That's honestly like my portfolio. I feel like I'm the kind of person who just like keeps things a little bit more simple and I will invest only until like I fully understand it. Yeah. I mean, that's actually already a lot of different things. So I actually took, I had a financial coach for a little bit as mm-hmm. he was, it's a friend who was testing out, like he was trying to get into the coaching. Yeah. But I think something interesting that I learned there is that every year during, for the last 100 years, mm-hmm. every single year, a different asset actually performs best. Oh. So whether that be like cash sometimes, mm-hmm. right? It could be real estate, like REITs. It can mm-hmm. be like bonds. It can be stocks. So you want like diversify like your entire yeah. portfolio and there's like safety yeah. stuff. So what percent of oh, yeah, stuff do you have in each? Okay. So breaking it down. So I would say 60% of my money is in the 401k right now. 60% yeah. of your yeah. right, like total it, wealth in the yes. 401k. Yes. And you've been, I already forgot the answer. Like, so you've only been, contri- you were only contributing when you were in the US, when you had a US employer. Yes. For the first three years. So you really max that out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So year. I was super, super aggressive when I was younger. I was literally maxing it out all the time. Like I think the average American contribution was like maybe like 10 to 20%. I was trying to put all of my like, yeah, basically like- It's about 30 something thousand dollars a year, right? Mm. That's the max in the US. I don't know. I didn't max it out when I was younger. I think it, I don't want to like quote the wrong number, but I like in my head, I thought it was like 19,000. Let's just fact check this, but I think in my head it was around that time. 
Yeah. And then I have 20% cash on hand, which I need to put in a higher yield savings account. Wait, does that include the high yield savings or this is just your checking? Mm, just the high yield. Sa- oh, so my high yield saving account operates as like, I like I will move money to my like my checkings account. Oh, yeah, so my checking account actually is always at like 500. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So and then you use a credit card and yes you can exactly i oh, don't so yeah interesting so i don't do that all of my payments are done through credit cards i don't really have a lot of cash in my checkings at all because a lot of it is in my high yields so you yeah. should look at the fees of like taking moving things in and out oh it's free right. it's completely I, free. I know ali's yeah. free i think wealth funds free but that yeah. would be really important yeah okay it's that's great. an interesting point i never yeah. Because I am really loyal to certain like credit cards. I'm always like, I'm just accumulating points all the time. So that's like how I operate. And like, I have a credit score of 805. So I'm chilling. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. And then my stock options, 15%, I would say is allocated to that. I actually don't really. Stop calling it stock options. Uh, (laughs) No, because I think I wrote it under. Yeah. So stocks. Sorry. Yeah, it's mostly in Fidelity and in Robinhood at the moment. And I do like, I buy a little bit every month. How many? A little bit, a little oh, you bit. do. You buy individual stocks yeah. every month. Well, are, are you loyal to certain companies or like how many companies have you bought stocks? Ooh, okay. I would say maybe like, this is not investing advice. Yeah, nothing that we're saying here is <laughs> just investing. our experience. Yeah. So yeah. I would say I'll list my favorite five right now, which is like AMD, NVIDIA, Google, obviously, Apple, and then what's up? Too big to fail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then shit, there was like one more that I was kind of digging into. But okay, okay, let's just name those four for now. But then I also heavily invest in like ETFs. So that includes like VTI and VOO, VWO, which is like the Vanguard ETFs. Yeah, so yes. And then the Fundrise, 5%. Honestly, I'm not really sure like how I feel about Fundrise. Like I only have like a 6% return right now with Fundrise. And I heard that it's really hard to get money out. At Why? Fundrise. Like, is it hard? So like if I'm like... Oh, t- Fundrise is a platform yes. to buy REITs. Yes. Yeah. And so I put money into it. But the issue is like you cannot withdraw your money like right now. Like if I'm like, oh, I want to withdraw it right now. You can't do that. You need to wait for like, I think like a quarterly like cadence. Okay. Yeah. You don't have any money in robo investing? No. I do it all myself. <laughs> okay. I used to have robo advising in Wealthfront, but I took it all out and I moved it. I like redistributed. Why? Because I like managing my own money. I'm actually pretty okay at it. So like my 401k or yeah. You I, manage your own 401k too. Like what yeah. an investment. So I used to have a 26% return, but now it's only 19 because of but the, the market. Yeah. Not, but yeah. I think I'm pretty like happy with my, yeah. So I don't do robo advising. I just pick my own now. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> how often do you also, look at your portfolio? I don't tell anyone this. So like, I'm like nervous telling people because I'm also, yeah. I mean, no judgment. We all do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But how often do you have to look at your portfolio then? Hmm. I would say I definitely look at it like once per like week or like consistently. Like I'm actually checking my net worth on personal capital like every other day, just like out of curiosity. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were so different. I didn't know that we were so different. I thought thought we were more. Okay. My turn. Yeah. yeah, Your turn. Let's go. Again, this is not financial advice, and I am not a certified financial advisor. (laughs) And everyone does it differently, too, right? Yeah, no, everyone does it differently. So you're about to hear. Yeah. So let's start with the safest stuff, right? Like the stuff that we both have. So I have a lot of cash on hand, Mm -hmm. too much. In my opinion, I should move more Mm -hmm. into high yield, but I have, look at my chart. 
7% of my wealth right now is sitting in cash and okay. it's a lot more than $500. Wait, can I ask why though? Or like, yes. Okay. So it's more like international accounts. Okay. So because I'm moving to Portugal, which I think we can talk about in a completely different episode, yeah. is I needed to move 12 times the minimum wage. Okay. 12? No. Just one year of minimum wage. I think it was like something like almost 20,000 euros mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and put it into a Portuguese bank account. Oh, okay. That's so, just you know, that's, that's yeah, like yeah, reasonable. So that's just sitting there right now. Yeah. And I'm paying for like private healthcare insurance in Portugal out of that. There's like a management fee, whatever. Like mm. it's just sitting in euros because I know I'm going to have to spend okay. that. Oh, wait, really fast. Are these your own accounts or is it joint with Owen? No, this is my own, own. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just to preface, because she's married. Yes. Yeah. This, is my <laughs> own, <laughs> this is my own account. Okay. And then interesting you brought that up so <laughs> i own an apartment in canada mm-hmm. in toronto but it's technically not mine it's actually the names on it are my mom and owen okay but it's really mine because i paid for because i have a canadian account and i was yeah. actually making money in my business in yeah. cad for the first year and owen has like literally never made cad yeah. pretty much and so i did I mean, this part was basically like I paid for her using my cat account, yeah. half of the down payment, and then half of the mortgage comes out of me and my mom's joint account. But it's really my account. You should put your name on it. Well, the reason like why it's like that is because my mom's name's on it. So oh, okay, okay. like the insurance is like on both sides for me. Uh, so okay, it's like okay. not a big deal. And right now, like it's mostly me paying the mortgage. Well, like we have someone renting it. So it's like the renter covers like 95% and we're still putting some stuff in because we got her in the pandemic. That's a really good deal. Pandemic yeah. pricing. So, but what that means is like, I don't want to transfer money into Canadian dollars all the time. So I also have a lot of money there. Okay. Like, and that usually comes from like when a friend needs USD yeah. and I need CAD and it's like, you just do the market rate yeah. with all the fees. And yeah. so like, that just kind of accumulates and like, I just have that kind of just sitting there Cool. as like over the years, it like, Honestly, I should do something with that money. Same with like the year amount in euros, yes. but it's like about the same. It's like under 20K. I think it's like, because every month money comes out of it, but that's why there's a lot of cash. Yeah. And then in US dollars, why there's a lot of cash is more like living. I don't know. I never got into the habit where like, I do spend everything on my credit card, but yeah. I always keep money in checking mainly because maybe I'm afraid that I can't move it out of my high yield savings fast enough. I don't uh. know. I just never did that. That's a good point, though. Because, like, Ali, it takes one day, basically. I mean, you can prep yeah. for that one day. Yeah. But it is also, I don't know. I guess I should probably start doing that more because yeah. I can probably make quite a bit of interest. On the yeah. High yield. Okay, so that's 7% just literally in cash, not even high yield. Yeah. And then I have most of my money sitting in high yield, which is, so everything that I'm saying here is my money. Yeah. I also have s- some joint stuff with my husband, but I have 40.6% <laughs> Probably around, just say 40% in, in high, high yield savings. Which is good. The rate is really good the right now. The rate is yeah. really good, right? 4.5%. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, I'm just, that I consider as a hold for more investments I'll make mm. one day. That's good. That's okay. Good. Then I have, I don't have any REITs, so I've never heard of Fundrise. I have 7% of my investments. So this is just like money in, by yeah. the way. So now we're talking about like how much money I've invested and not what this asset is worth. Cause like, I actually have no idea. Because unlike you, I don't do my own like <laughs> investments. Yeah. Actually, I might have added no no no, I have Robo in here. I have seven percent in Robo and okay. S and P. And that's cool. completely like I deposit money every single week and then I never look at it. Which is good. That's yeah, the I do best. the opposite of you. So like yeah. I don't and same with my other investments, unless like angel investments that I invest in need help, I literally like 
I don't even you don't to talk. Wait, <laughs> do you still have a financial advisor there? Like your friend? Does he still help out? No, no, no. That financial it wasn't a financial advisor. It was oh, just like he a, did four coaching lessons. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I have seven percent in Robo and S P where I don't even look, but that's actually like I deposit more into high yield savings than in mm-hmm. Robo. That's kind of mixed with Owen okay. money. Because I'm not a US tax resident, I actually yeah. am like high yield savings, even though it's all my cash, but like Robo's both of ours, mm-hmm. it's all under his name, actually. Mm. In his US accounts. Okay. Because it's just better rates. Yeah. Like well, friend. Agreed. I'll probably try to figure out like it later when I'm in Europe how to like move more money under my own accounts. Yeah. 7% in international real estate. Ooh. I invested into a Yoda hotel. Yeah. It was from a friend who has done other deals and it's through a fund that literally just raises in order to buy what's it called? Like hotels that aren't doing well. What's it called? Uh when you buy things like fixer foreclosure. Fix, oh, okay. It's almost like, fixer like foreclosed, <laughs> almost foreclosed hotels. Okay. Yeah. So we have we're part of the fund. When like, can I we stay there? You actually get a discount if you stay there. But I think almost anyone gets a discount if they just book online. I'll, I'll share it. But yeah, I've never been. Uh-huh. And then 23% is that Toronto condo, nice. which I have also never seen. So you can see I'm like super hands off oh. with my investments. It's just from like my mom has a real estate agent in Toronto. Like she also bought an investment condo mm-hmm. without me and Owen. And then she encouraged me and Owen to my Good husband yeah. to buy a condo. And then therefore we ended up in that situation. 401k is 10%. Okay. But that's actually primarily my husband's 401k. I have very little 401k because I did not max it out. I should have. Like, if I was 23, I would try to max it out. Yeah. For the younger kids, like, yeah, do it. Do honestly. it. Because yeah. it's just in there for 50 years and the stock market will definitely grow in the next yeah. 50 years, you know? Agreed. So that is actually primarily Owens. And then I have 0.7% still in crypto. <laughs> and oh, that's shit, yeah. <laughs> also not like I did my own investments. I probably lost everything that I invested myself. And then so I, I like have, you know, some money where a friend who like actively manages an account and then he has like a take rate, et cetera. So I don't actually know how much that's worth. It's just 10% of like total wealth equivalent right now was invested in his account. Can we talk about NFTs really fast? Okay. How much money did you put into NFTs? A thousand. Okay. I think I did like 7,000. You did 7,000? I I probably did like... Yeah. Something like that. Under 10 for sure. Yeah. Five maybe. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I think of it as like giving back to like the artists. But okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah I just yeah. wanted to like, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, so back to crypto. Yeah. I'm not bullish on the NFT market as it is currently. Actually, like compared to Web3 AI right now is so much more exciting. Like it's really world changing. Like we thought Web3 would be super world changing and like people just didn't pick it up. Yeah. But like my friend's parents who aren't even white collar are using ChatGPT right now. So let's do that in the next episode. Yeah. And then real stock options like equity is 3.9%. And that's primarily Owens too. Mm. I'm missing like a sliver. <gasps> oh, I forgot to mention my stock options because I have some with like the startup I was at. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But probably not super significant. Though, yeah, right? not like, that significant. Small percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The small sliver on my graph that doesn't even have like a label is my individual stocks. Mm. So I don't invest in any individual stocks. I used to. I used to put money in like Amazon, whatever. I made some money, et cetera. But I just decided that I cannot. You don't want to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like more generalist like wealth friends robo investing does reits as well so yeah. i set it to max risk because i'm still young mm. and then i think individual stock picking is like what makes me think that i can beat the market and people who are looking at it every day and i don't want to look at it every day. so that's my reasoning do you think your investing strategy will change as you get older or like what do you foresee like how do you foresee it changing i think there's like a lot of factors right it's already changed over the last few years as i make more money yeah 
and I think it depends on a lot of things. Like I'm keeping so much money right now in high yield savings and cash, like emergency funds and et cetera, so I can maintain my lifestyle. And I think that might stay. Yeah. How I look at angel investments. Did I even talk about angel investments? You briefly touched upon it, but you should talk more about it. Wait, are you currently in a oh, syndicate? Shit, I didn't even put it in there. Are you currently in a syndicate right now? Yes. You want to talk I about was. that? It's no longer investing. So, okay. okay. My percentages are completely wrong because I did not add all my angel investments. <laughs> but my angel investments are probably around the same as like my real estate-ish. My international, like 7 to 10%, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. So angels investments, my checks are around 5 to 15K. Mm-hmm. I try to do more at like 5K than less. I think, you know, the expectations as an angel, oh, battery exhausted. Oh, I can see it. It's okay. So like where these ideas come from is just, I think like I mostly invest in things that I follow already or my friends. I just put, you know, 10K into a kid at beta camp. <laughs> went to beta camp the first year. He's like 17. He's raising his second for a second company his first company raised 1.6 million and he yeah. decided he didn't want to work on anymore and he wanted to like do urban planning okay. software okay. so i thought that was really interesting so part of that is actually like more like relationship building over time like i want to keep putting in checks because like i think he will hit it big eventually maybe not like at 17 on his like second startup but yeah. some things are more relationship building i invested in copy ai who's a friend oh yeah and they were like super ahead on the yeah. chat front yeah. now i don't really know how they're doing because of open ai and then some things like people that we meet at conferences that we're like interested in and can provide expertise on this. I kind of always collaborate with my husband on because he's a software engineer and we have different skill sets and like we see it as like a package deal. The syndicate that I'm part of was a 200, just like a 250K fund, 25 people put in 10K each and we invested in 25 companies at 10K together. Just kind of diversifies. I just knew the person who was doing it. And then actually the biggest investment, I'll just say how large these are since we don't even know what the percentages are at this any point. This year I just put in 75K into what you can consider is like a syndicate, but not really. Like the whole fund invests in ESO fund. What's ESO? ESO fund? It's a secondary market fund. Okay. Where kind of you can consider it that way, but it's really like they have a fund that helps employees that execute on their stock options. Because oh. when, when you are um, tied to a company, you usually like you're golden handcuffed, right? Yeah. Because if you sell, you pay taxes. Like it depends on the type yeah. of option that you have. But like for a majority of companies, it, like late stage startups, is that you actually have, you can be like quite rich on paper. But until the company IPOs, you don't actually have the real money. Yeah. But if you decide to like, so you want to cash out right away, like you need to pay taxes. Sometimes you just don't have enough money yeah. to pay those taxes, especially if you want to leave the company. Because your stock options are only available for you to buy within like 90 days of you leaving. And if the company is not going to IPO or like sell in 90 days, you just lose all of it. But anyway, this is like a very complex like Silicon Valley thing. But right now is like a good time because there's a ton of people that just got laid off and they probably want to execute their stock options. That's like one big opportunity. And also like down markets are really good because you're buying undervalued right stock options you get to buy it at the employee rate of when they join it at yeah so like let's say like you know lyft just had a huge 1200 layoff like i think meta had another layoff this week so like let's say that like at the time you joined lyft it was still a private company yeah and like the option was worth like a dollar but you're like you could always execute at 30 cents 
And then the Lyft, you know, stock grew. But then that person still can always execute at like 30 cents. Yeah. Oh, so then so, so like we're buying buyer. it at like cheaper at the end yeah. rate or like slightly more or whatever. And like we help them execute. Not we. Sorry. ESO fund. And I didn't even invest. In I invested in a fund that had to put enough money together to even be allowed to be part of the big fund. Oh, wait, wait. So it basically, okay. So just for context, you are part of the ESO fund that is buying from other employees. Sorry, no, right? I'm, I invested in uh-huh. a... A software? A syndicate. Okay. A syndicate, right? That, like, someone pulled money together because ESO fund doesn't take one-off investors that only put in like 75K even. They take like million something. Okay. So I don't actually know how big the fund that I invested in is, but that fund then takes a percent, like invests in ESO fund, 100% of it. And then that then helps employees buy, like get to provide the amount and in exchange, they get some of, like a percentage of their stock. Yeah. Got so it. it's a win-win situation for like, both the employee who wants to like cash out on the stock and then also ESO fund gets a percentage. Mm. And then when ESO fund sells the stock, when the market is higher, we get paid out for the percentage that we own. Of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's very interesting very because cool. like, yeah, no, I understand. Cause like right now I have Stripe options and there are people actually asking me right now. They're like, oh, do yeah, you want to sell? Cause Stripe isn't public yeah. yet. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, no. So you have good <laughs> options because you didn't yeah. have to execute on them. Or do you own them already? Or I already still- own them right now. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you, you had enough purchasing ability to purchase them and then pay taxes on yes. like the existing gains. Yeah. So, but some people don't, right? Depending on how much they own, like how long they had to wait before executing. Because some companies grew really fast. Yeah. From the time they joined to a year cliff when they actually are allowed to execute, all of a sudden like the stock's worth a lot. And then you still have to pay taxes pay the on all this. Yeah. 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 In the Very game. interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of like alternative investment. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what my investment strategy is, honestly. I think one thing I realized just in general with money though, is like, I like to be in control. Right. So I'm always clearly, like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I always like being in control of like the strategy, though. I feel like in the future, like I would want someone to kind of just give me a gut check and like help me find like, oh, you could, you know, pay less fees here or like, you know, if you did this and help me like adjust my like aggressive strategy at the moment. But yeah, I don't know. Again, like my philosophy is like, I'm not going to invest in anything that I don't understand. And I feel like it takes me a lot to like trust something before I move forward. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely a much more rash investor. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Like even when (laughs) I didn't have a lot of money too, right? Like I didn't really understand. I'm more of a, I'm swayed by like people that I trust, which isn't good. Like that's something that I'm working on. And I feel like investment strategy wise, the advice that I've gotten is like, eventually you want to double down on something that you're good at. And like, I heard this from the CEO of like a pretty successful like tech company who does angel investments. And that's how a lot of people in Silicon Valley got rich, right? Or you can go just do real estate, right? Because eventually if you go deep in something, your expertise grows in that area. And I haven't gotten there yet. I don't really have the time, but I feel like startups are definitely things that I understand more than real estate. Yeah. And then also like if I can have expertise on like more global arbitrage stuff, I think that could be really good too. Like my Euro, even though I totally didn't intend for this, but I bought it when it was like under one for with the USD and now it's higher. And then we're like, and I were like, wow, I just made like 10% without like even thinking about it on like the 20 something K or 30 K that I deposited in Euros. Yeah. yeah. I could actually see you being like an advisor to startups and then you get like a percentage of like their shares. In the yeah. Future. But I don't, yeah. just don't have time right now for yeah. that. But, yeah, but yes, like, I mean, I'm willing to help the companies I invest in because I'm yeah. genuinely interested because if you invest in 
startups as an angel investor, they give you like monthly updates. And mm-hmm. so I get to see the inside of many startups. And that actually helps me operate on my own yeah. as well. It's fascinating. What advice would you give to people who are like interested in angel investing? Like, how do you know that they're like ready? Yeah. I mean, you should definitely see it as like almost like crypto. This is like you're betting on something that like even if you had as much information as possible, you still don't have enough information because like the market changes. You don't know about the founder. Like it's basically like you're backing a founder. Right. And even as a founder, you're like, well, there's a huge chance that I won't succeed. So Definitely like very little of your income, but I think the percentage of how much you invest in this changes as like your wealth is built. Okay. So I would say angels was always under like 5%. Now it's like, you know, 10, 15, maybe. I think that will grow. For returns? Returns? No, 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 no. I'm at like percentage of my assets. Oh, okay. okay. The investments that I put in, but that's because I already built out my emergency fund and huge high yield savings like for that. But my advice is like in order for you to get started, if you want to just dabble in it, there's like AngelList where you can invest. Some companies don't care that you're not a, what's it, not certified. Uh, there's some kind of status which some companies care for that you have at least a million in assets or make over a certain like a salary certain amount. I want to say it was like three hundred thousand family income or two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand solo for the last two years. Wait, are you certified right now? It's not called certified. Or like there's like uh, I know like certified is the only term that I would know. It's not certified. It's not cert. You don't have to get a certificate. You just declare. And they don't check. Some, angel, some do check. Angel declaration no, of independence. I, I literally don't. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. But there's uh, something. Are you a... Sorry, I'm like stretching. Yeah, I, I literally don't remember the term. Okay. It's just slipping but, my mind right yeah. now. I really should know. Sorry. No, it's okay. This makes me sound know, really unprofessional. But um, yeah, so some do check. Most don't. You just have to be like, make sure that the founder's okay with it if you're doing it separately. Some angel-less companies. And there's also some other like crowdfunding things, which is basically like an angel... Yeah, where I actually invested in Maven through one of these platforms because that's how they want to collect checks and they don't care that you're not whatever the equivalent certified is. But I am. I do meet the qualifications or whatever now in case anyone ever wanted to check. But yeah, that would be my advice is that there's actually a lot of like similar to crowdfunding, but instead of you giving money and then you get like a swag thing or something, you own, you get like an equity thing and then you get investor updates, which is a great learning experience for anyone who wants to get into startups. No, that's awesome. I know there's a bunch of like community groups too for like female angel investors. Like, yes, where you do yeah. deal share. Yeah. Deal share. Eve has one. I'm in a few. There's a very famous one in Asia. You oh, know her, or like um, she invests or something. Pocket, Pocket Sun yes. has uh, one. I forgot what her funds But they called. all require membership. Like, they all require you to like actually put in money to become part of this like club and then you like learn and invest together yeah because it is true like at the beginning you offer very little value (laughs) but and like a lot of it's deal sharing because a lot of people have a problem where they want to invest and they can't find deals i don't see that right now because it's already april and i didn't even plan on investing in that much and i invested in like four different things already this year i wasn't even looking it just kind of came and but then some years are really slow like last year i don't think i invested in anything so i'm not particularly looking yet because I don't have enough energy, but I know people who want the people who want to be an angel investor. They only invest in you know like ten percent of the deals that they talk to, so they have to talk to a lot of deals. Yeah. And there's also oh, actually, for a young person who wants to get into this, there's a term called venture scout, 
which is actually like you work for a VC or an angel fund and you help them talk to startups. So oh, you yeah. source startups and then you get a cut of that equity that like they put in or you make money. There's a lot of ways that you can structure this with the people you know, but you just build your network of startups who need fundraising and people who have money, right? And then you source deals. You're that middleman. And then you either get paid from part of the investment. You help that startup raise. They pay you a part of like how much they raise. Or you can be like, I want to take like point whatever percent of the total equity that's being taken. We actually met one at like the Draper Startup House event oh, yeah? in Singapore. Yeah. So like one girl, we had like an open mic night for like startup founders. One girl went up, she like pitched her startup. And then this girl came from like, I think it was like the Hustle Fund or something. Yeah. And then she's been quite young, but she was very interested and was like asking all these questions. And then I later found out that like they're basically having a conversation. Yeah. About, they're like, going to try to introduce yeah. investments. So yeah. And they're usually like venture scout. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's called Venture Scout. Usually in their early 20s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was fascinating. I was like, oh, you're kind of like a, a poacher or like a, yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it without your own money. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Cool. Well, I feel like we learned a lot about investing strategy and I think definitely our strategies are going to evolve over the year. I'm excited yeah. to see how your investments turn out. Yeah, <laughs> you too. Like we should definitely talk about this in like five years or you something. Should. Yeah. Not just like how it turns out, but like how things change yeah. Yeah, over time. Definitely. Cool. Okay. Thanks, right. guys. Bye. Bye. I'm the baddest chick. I'm not a thing. I'm about my business. Show them